Hey guys, I'm excited. I have here my friend Trisha, um, and I met her on Twitter. Um, I think she was a friend of a friend, and I like what she had to say, and so I followed her, and I I saw that she was a Reiki practitioner, and uh, I just really loved her energy and what she had to say. Um, I think, uh, you know, it takes some effort to come across, um, to really, I guess, show yourself and who you are and, and, and have that energy of joy and stuff like that through social media. And I'm probably not the best at that, but I think it, Trista does a really good job of showing that through. And so I really appreciate that. Um, you want to introduce, introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that reflection about my words too. But I'm Trisha Pickren and I'm a Reiki master teacher. Um, and I just started teaching this year, which has been like a wild journey and something I said I would never ever do. <laughs> and here I am doing it. Um, isn't it kind of amazing when you say you're never going to do something and the <laughs> universe laughs at you and then right. you end up doing it? Um, but I grew up in the Midwest and with a really conservative Christian family. And my family moved around quite a bit moving or growing up. Um, so I've sort of lived all over. I haven't been back to the Midwest in quite some time. Mm. But and now I live in Austin and practice Reiki. Yeah. Awesome. I also have um, two I also have two kids and that's my that's my main job. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i love that that's great um yeah uh moving around a lot that's uh that's tough i uh i used to talk to this girl who moved around a lot and um i think it can be hard for some some people that move around a lot to you know it, being young you're it's such formative years to find that like safety and um just like being able to be stable because in a way you're not stable you're moving around all the time and um yeah is that, is that how, how did you yeah. feel about that? Yes, and I think in some ways it did. I did have to relearn how to feel safe in my own body. But I also learned that like home is me. Uh, and home yeah. is wherever I want it to be. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be. Having a physical place is important. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it is. But it's not just a place. It's the people. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling. It's the how I'm feeling where I mm -hmm. am. And if I can find that safety and those people and that feeling anywhere, I can have home wherever I may, wherever I am. Mm -hmm. And I did get to learn that lesson. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's such a great way of looking at it. I think you're really good at reframing things. So I appreciate that. And yeah, there's there's that flip side too. And um, maybe that's the flip side for people that don't move around a lot is we mistake home for a place rather than a, you know, this inner feeling and this, uh, yeah. What, what's like truly important and the people and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Um, it's, so it's just perspective. Tell me about, it's just perspective though. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Home, home is a place too. Like it's a, it's a both and thing. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, how was your, your upbringing? Like you said, you're conservative Christian. Um, are you still that, or how did that develop? Well, I'm not 100% sure what I am right now, but <laughs> I will share that journey with you. Um, I have really amazing parents. We did grow up in a very conservative, very conservative culture. 
mm. that I think took on more of the culture of Christianity than mm. the Bible Practice. as truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it was more of a little bit of a controlling cultish culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see that until I was in college and then right. moved away. I moved away and went to another church and it felt really wrong. Like something about that other church, which mm-hmm. is a questionable church to be fair, mm-hmm. but was one of the like popular people at the time in the circles that I was in mm-hmm. and I got there and I was just like this is the church that everyone like people are moving mm. to this city for right. why right. does this feel wrong to me yeah and I didn't have any answers but I quit going to church because it felt so horrible to me mm-hmm. um but I just didn't see at the time I didn't know but I was starting to understand that I wanted to live what I believed, not mm. just talk about it, not right. just create a culture for it. And I didn't quite have the framework for that yet. Mm-hmm. Like they were just tiny seeds, <laughs> but they grew. Mm-hmm. And um, I still think I have a pretty complicated relationship with church mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and less so with God. Um, mm-hmm. I think my love for God has increased since then because now I feel like my relationship is real and it's on, right. it's because I want it to be there not because I feel like it has to be there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and now I feel like through doing Reiki and through a lot of the experiences that I've had in the last decade, that God is just more alive to me than he's ever mm. been. And that's kind of amazing. So yeah. I still... Not 100% sure where I land theologically mm-hmm. anymore, mm-hmm. but I know that I love the Lord and mm-hmm. and that God is just, I don't know, like the divine is so alive in everything that we do. Yeah. And that's just been an incredible thing to, to learn mm-hmm. as an adult, mm-hmm. I guess, even though I grew up in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I remember, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Gospel Coalition. Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, everybody's like into this. This is good stuff. So so I started like reading their articles and I was just like, something funny about this, something weird. Like I was like, this mm. this is what everybody's like into. And I was like, yeah. So I had that same kind of like disconnect. And not that like everything was bad and but but there, there was definitely something off or some some stuff that I was like, I don't know about this. Um so yeah, that's interesting. Um, and uh, so, did you feel like what 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 denomination did you grow up in? I'm just curious. In the PCA, like the uh, Presbyterian the pre- Church of America, they're Reformed, like Reformed Presbyterian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Reformed. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely not Reformed anymore. That much is mm-hmm. true. Um, I think not that they're all wrong. They're not, like, that's right. the thing. Like it's not all bad or all right. good. And yeah, you nobody don't want to like, get all. too dualistic. Not at all. I do think as a denomination, they have a harder time living the gospel. And that's mm-hmm. what I actually care about. Like I care about. Right. The application. I care about being, I care about being uncomfortable. Like is, mm. is my life making me a little bit uncomfortable because I'm mm-hmm. doing things that make me feel uncomfortable because I'm loving yeah. other people. Like that's how I want to be living. 
Yeah, yeah. I went to a, a reformed uh, college group for a little while and uh, had them kind of explain the the theology of, of that and um, predestination stuff like that. And I tried to like square it, and uh, but I was just like, I just I don't see how this is. Uh, yeah, the application and how this is helpful. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get too much into theology, but uh, yeah, it just didn't seem to be. And I felt like, you know, they were a good group of people. Like I didn't have any gripes with them, but I just didn't think the theology was like the most healthy or, or best. Um, so I kind of moved on from that. But but I definitely think the, the question of like free will and, um, you know, what's, what's outside of our will, that it's still an interesting question. It's something that I haven't like totally gone away from and it's still um, a complicated answer. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think those questions in that, like that denomination f- uh, focuses on that question. I think that's a good question. It's something good to focus on. I just don't always love their, their answers for that <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. And and I think it, being reformed tends to attract a lot of intellectuals because it is, I don't know, pretty heady theology. Right. And right. sometimes, sometimes the thing that I've noticed is that people who tend to err on the intellectual side entirely sort of miss the like living part. Mm, right. And, the embodiment. And again, and you need both. Like right. they both matter. You can't just right. think about how you want to live. Like you need to be doing <laughs> yeah. it too. Right. Uh, intellectual, intellectualizing is the same thing as like bypassing. It's bypassing what the head is. Yes. I, I've been to grad school and I was like, oh man, I, I love this learning and thinking. And, you know, sometimes I actually feel bad about my podcast because I'm like, I'm talking so much, like how much am I living? You know? And so I, I try to, I try to, you know, embody my words and um, yeah, I, I definitely, that started to resonate with me when I was in grad school and I saw that disconnect and, um, I think that the more you just live in your head and not have that balance, then even your your understanding, your intellectualizing, it gets really skewed, and it doesn't. Um, you see that it it doesn't make sense with the way people actually live, and I'm sure I'm guilty of that as well. But I, I try to keep that in mind, and um, yeah, that's that's so great. And obviously, Ricky is all about that embodiment. Um, so uh, can see how that actually could lead you to uh to recce well my beginning with reiki is really funny if you Mm want to hear this story yeah Um, definitely i when i had my first son it was a very traumatic birth he was born very early we both almost died it was it was quite an experience um I didn't quite have the tools to manage stress, trauma, and a really high mm-hmm. needs child. Mm-hmm. So I crashed. Like when he was 18 months, I mm-hmm. got diagnosed with um, chronic fatigue and mm-hmm. my body just kind of quit working for a little while. And my dad has chronic fatigue. So I was like, oh, hey, I've, I've got this. Like I know what I need to change with my lifestyle and my diet and and I just kept getting this nagging feeling that I was missing something, that there was a piece of the puzzle that I still needed to find. And mm. I still don't remember why, but I was just like, oh, it's energy work. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I was 
deep in postpartum depression still. I didn't mm. feel good. I was exhausted. Mm. Like I wasn't really connected to like my intuition or my inner voice or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I kept getting this nudge to find energy work and I had no framework for that. Like I was Yeah, still, how, how did you uh, how do you even know about energy work? Like where did that come from? I'm not sure. I still don't <laughs> know wow. where I Got the. I must have read some article somewhere mm-hmm. or heard something about intuitive healing or mm-hmm. something along those lines. And like the term must have stuck with me because mm-hmm. I knew like I had all these other pieces like aligned, like my diet mm-hmm. and learning how to manage stress and working on my nervous system and working through some of the trauma from that birth that like my body was holding on to. But I just kept thinking, okay, energy work. So I went to my most like woo friend and I was like, <laughs> if you were going to start energy work, what would you do? She's like, oh, you should, you should do Reiki. And I was like, great. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like a normal person and going and getting a session, I was like, I'll sign up for the training. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so I did. I literally went in blind. I had no idea what Reiki was. Not, not a clue. I literally walked into that training having read nothing about it, never experiencing it. And it was just like, I'm here. This is it. I'm going to learn whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't have any framework. I walked, I, I actually walked in blind. Um, and then I had a vision that first weekend, that first attunement, I had a vision that made it very clear that Reiki was my path. That mm. in some way or another, this was going to be the thing that I was going to be doing. And then my brain was just like, yeah, that's great. No, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I won't be doing that. Thank you. Because uh-huh. <laughs> in my head, I was like, I just need this for my body. I need this for mm. my family. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I didn't. And it is true that at that point, I did not have the capacity to even think about it being something that I would offer to someone else. But one of the teachers in that training, he and I had a really interesting energetic exchange. And he, being that far ahead of me on the path, Mm -hmm. was able to be like, oh, there's something here. Mm -hmm. And he asked to mentor me. And he mentored me for about two years. And in that period of two years... I, we were exchanging sessions and I was doing a lot of inner work and then just piece by piece, everything in me unraveled. And eventually I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to offer this to other people. Mm -hmm. And four years later, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to teach now. Like Mm. clearly if I, if I, love it this much and care about how it's taught then Mm. i am meant to be teaching it Mm. um so yeah that's kind of the short version of how i found reiki yeah that's so interesting um yeah first off i'm just reflecting on my own journey um i had a kundalini awakening and uh but i i didn't know what that was you know growing up christian (laughs) you know what happened and um I kind of went through the dark night of the soul, just like you with your, your birth and everything you're struggling with. And, um, and it will even, even before that awakening, it was, it was a hard time. I know I was dealing with a lot of mental and emotional issues in grad school and, 
trying to make it as an adult and do well in grad school and everything like that. And all this trauma I hadn't dealt with from my childhood. And um, yeah, I think those, those hard times really have the potential to push us into um, healing and our calling and everything like that. And that's just so great to hear that that's, that's what happened to you. And um, at the same time, um, I love that uh, I see some people who step into healing work and unconsciously, I think that they need a lot of healing in themselves and they're, they're doing that to heal themselves, um, which obviously it's always an exchange. There's always um, healing for the teacher as well as the uh, person coming for healing. But at the same time, I think it's important and responsible to do that inner work and be at a good, um, good place um, so that you're ready to really help others. And it was great to hear that you went through that long period and really did that inner work to get to that place where you're like, I'm ready to do this. Yeah, it, it felt very like a very natural progression. Like um, none of it's felt forced. Like it just felt like when the next step was ready or when I was ready for the next step, it was just it was there for me to step on. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. just I think I've just sort of followed where I've been pointed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would not have come up with any of this on my own. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great that I mean, you're you know, there's always like our intu- intuition and like oh, this is the way. And then our brain always gets in the way. It's like, wait a minute, is this really the way? Which I don't think is like a, t- it's, it's not wrong. Like, I think it's good to, you know, like you, you were talking about earlier about that, the balance of the body embodiment and the intellectual, mm-hmm. um, we need to consult with our brain. Is this right? Is this real? But at the same time, we don't want to discount that. I think in the West, we often say the the, the mind is king where I'm like, I think it's the intuition is king. And Obviously, you still want to balance, but um, you need to. It's really important to listen to that. I think it's your whole, it's your whole being, right? right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's your mind, it's your body, it's your intuition. If you're listening to all of those things as they work together, because they're one piece, hmm. like that's what you need to follow. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's good. I agree. Um. Well, you you said the word unraveled. Um, can you go a little bit more into like what that was and what that meant? The more I practiced Reiki on myself, and in that period of two years, like I was working with my mentor and also like practicing on other people mm-hmm. um, as I learned the modality, and it just kept I just kept revealing patterns of mine that I was stuck in and I kind of like, yeah, there's things that I'd mm. never seen before that as mm. my like awareness grew, cause Reiki is really good at, I don't know, helping you to notice things. I think mm-hmm. like it's good mm-hmm. at expanding awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you notice, the more you notice. Right. So as I would pull like this on is connected the tie- to this. Yes. <laughs> Like, it's like, I like to think of it as like, like the tapestry of my being, like who I am mm. is made up of all of these threads and I would just find a thread and I had to pull on it. And then as I'm pulling on that one, like other ones would be coming out and it just, right. it literally felt like my whole being 
has unraveled uh, in the last, uh-huh. I've been practicing for like four and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think all of me has unraveled and continuing to unravel, which is wonderful mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. process should never stop. Um, right. But yeah, I just kept noticing patterns and things that I was just like, wow, why am I doing this? Is that really mm-hmm. who I want to be? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's great to notice patterns, but then you also have to, decide if you want to change them or not right is this a good pattern (laughs) like is this a good pattern is this something Mm -hmm. is this the person i want to be and if Mm -hmm. it wasn't then i'd have to put the work in to change Mm -hmm. the pattern to be somebody different um and so yeah it's just it's just felt very much like an unraveling of who i am and not not in a not that that's always been easy but it's also been a very good thing right right um it's it's just like there's yeah, there's trauma in the body, there's stuck energy. And um, to work that out, you have to unearth that. And that's painful, mm-hmm. but we have to feel it to release it. And it, it, it either wants to be buried, but it's still going to be affecting us. So better to see it. Um, but then we can't um, just be like, okay, all right, I see you. Now go away. <laughs> it's like it has to be felt and worked through uh, to then yes. to then release. Um, this podcast is called "Becoming Who We Are," but I think sometimes it should be called um, "Surrendering to Who We Are." <laughs> you know that <laughs> yeah. it's it's kind of this both and. You know, it's like we're doing the work, we're going somewhere, we're pushing, but it's also I'm surrendering to spirit and surrendering to God and letting Him do the work. Uh, through me you know so it's kind of it's it's both and yeah yes absolutely yeah so you did this for like four years so okay i had a question um you know growing up christian you think of energy work you know that's not that's kind of like out there and that's not uh, within the christian vocabulary how did you feel about that um growing up christian um, I was a little nervous going into it. I was just like, okay, everything in my mind is telling me that this is wrong, right? Because mm-hmm. like I grew up with the framework that like energy work is just bad and right. not good. Um, mm-hmm. but I also went into it not really knowing what it was. So <laughs> I was just like, but I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Like I, why would I be feeling like I'm supposed to be here if this is wrong? And I was like, well, if it's really wrong and I'm still feeling like it's wrong, I will just, I just won't do it. Um, and then experiencing Reiki and seeing the things I've seen since then, I cannot reconcile it being wrong. Like I cannot Mm. reconcile it being something that is evil. Mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. not it's it's like pure love it's pure right. it's such a pure and healing energy there is just an energy is the one thing that doesn't lie right your words right. can lie your face mm-hmm. can lie you can lie with your body language but energy energy doesn't lie it can't mm-hmm. it is what it is yeah. and reiki's not evil mm-hmm. it's not bad but it did i did still have that framework of like this is wrong like what am i doing why am i here um and then as soon as i experienced it i was just like oh no this isn't wrong it can't be yeah yeah i think um you know i've talked about it in other episodes you know talking more about um you know theology and different stuff like experience really is king you know it it really Mm -hmm. that's that's what's 
you can tell is like most true is like, is this uh, experience? Is this right or is this wrong? You can feel the energy in it. And so you might have this framework, but maybe it's the framework that, that might be off. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that's great. Um, so, okay. One thing I will say is I think that, um, cause I have talked to friends who've done some, um, en- had energy work done. I think that, um, you're right. Like energy doesn't lie, but obviously whoever is, um, doing the work, mm. uh, their, their energy can, can interfere sometimes. And if their energy isn't the best, then that can get transmitted into the person they're working on. What do you say to that? I agree. So Reiki in itself can't be used for anything bad or evil or not good. Like it's just healing energy. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. That being said, the practitioner is the vessel for that energy. It is, they are the channel. So you don't drink out of a dirty cup. You don't Mm -hmm. drink out of a cracked cup. It makes a difference. Um, so the person you work with, like their energy absolutely matters. It needs, they need to be someone, they need to be someone who is doing what they say that they're doing, not just mm-hmm. when they're working with you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that really matters. That's why I teach the way that I do. Like I, most Reiki trainings in the U.S., not all of them, but a lot of them, you just, you go for a weekend Mm-hmm. And you learn how to do it and they send you off on your way. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have learned. I mean, maybe I would have. It just would have taken me mm-hmm. a lot longer to learn that way. So like when I'm teaching, they have to work with me at least three months per level mm-hmm. because I want them to experience the like path of Reiki, mm-hmm. not just the physical healing modality of it because that's right. a piece of it, but it's not the whole picture. So right. I'm very work, much so there'll be a clean vessel. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and learn how to, and that doesn't mean that you can't have like a bad attitude sometimes. It doesn't mean that you can't <laughs> get angry and it perfect. doesn't mean, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you go into every session feeling great because you don't, mm-hmm. that's just not the way life works, but you can go into that having a bad day with clean energy. Mm-hmm. That's possible to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it does, it does really matter. Like if you, I think if you're ever working with somebody and something feels off, you just, you have to trust that. Even if Reiki is just good, if the practitioner doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good to your body, then you just, you walk away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, So we've been kind of talking about it, but what, what is Reiki? (laughs) Reiki is hard to explain. (laughs) Um, because it's energy work Mm -hmm. and it's something that is certainly better experienced than explained. Mm, Right. In a nutshell, it's just, it's a healing energy that is used for a variety of things. I like to say at its worst case scenario, it's really calming and relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it can also be used for pain and for inner work and it works on, all levels of your being so not just your physical body it works on your emotional and your spiritual and all of you like your entire Mm -hmm. being so it can be used for pain management um i've definitely have clients that have used it just for that and Mm -hmm. i've had people use it for 
different blocks that they have or getting support through like a really challenging space of life. Um, it feels like love. It feels like coming home. Mm-hmm. It's like remembering. I think it's a really good modality for remembering who we are mm. at the core of our being without anything else in the way. And mm-hmm. sometimes the thing that you need, I think the thing that we always need to come home is to really remember who we are. And mm. Reiki offers a doorway for doing that. Yeah, I love that. I want to speak more on that, but what would you say? What are we? Who are we? What are we? Yeah. As 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 people? You're saying, yeah, like at our at our core. You're saying Ricky helps us connect with that. <laughs> I think like the. I don't know. I haven't really landed on a term that I like love. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've heard like our authentic self or mm-hmm. something along those lines, just like who mm-hmm. we, who I am when I'm just me, when I don't have a mask in the way, when I'm being who I really am. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, you could say it's like a resonance. You feel like, like if someone says something yeah. wise, you're like, why, why, why does that, um, why do other people recognize that as wise? It's a resonance in the body. Um, it's something that you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And of course you think about it too. And you're like, well, does this make sense? But, but the first thing before you think about it, you're just like, oh, this resonates. This makes sense. Um, so you could, I could see that like, this is, this is who I am. Like, and I would say, like, I think we we are loving, we are love, we are a part of God and extension of Him and um, love. Yeah, and, and I think mm, I have to take that a step further. Another thing that I feel like Ricky's really taught me is that everything is connected. Like, we're yeah. not really like we are more energy than matter. We are this mm-hmm. this body is more energy than matter, and if this is more energy than matter. And there's still energy everywhere else making up everything else. Like we're mm-hmm. really connected to everything mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And when you start thinking of the world more in those terms, it kind of does change how you live and how you look yeah. at other people and mm-hmm. how you look at what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that yeah. like my awakening was it just helped me have that experience and it was mm-hmm. that experience of love and that energetic and very embodied. And, and then I went from that experience and encountered everyone else. And I was like, Oh God, God is in them and God is in this, in this earth and God is everywhere and is and everything. And I would say that God is, God is that Ricky energy and mm-hmm. it's that life force that, that helps everything or not helps, but it is their life. It is how, they function. It is what's at their core. And I think, you know, growing up more fundamentalist Christian, you're like, okay, Christians, we're saved. We're good. We're good. Um, and then people outside, you know, maybe they have a little glimpse, but like, I can't really trust them or like, there's something really wrong with them. And after the experience is like, Oh no, God isn't everybody. Now some people recognize that more and they might live that out better than others, but like, that's at the core of everyone and everything. And, 
I think that shift was just so revolutionary for me. And like Ricky is another way of um, mm. recognizing that in that, that journey. Yeah. I think what I think is amazing is that there are so many doorways to that realization and right. we've all got our own one that's worked for us. And I think that's amazing. Like I will be the first person to tell you that Ricky's not the only way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. Like it should be a doorway, and there are a lot of doors to a house. Right. And, and, um, oh, I was gonna say, like the definition of Reiki, like the word itself means mm-hmm. universal life force energy. Like that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. So it just, it's just this concentrated form of it that gets mm-hmm. moved from me to you or from me mm-hmm. to someone else. And mm-hmm. it really does change how you see people when you start seeing right. them as just an extension of that. Mm-hmm. And all of us being that. Yeah. It really, it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I mean, everything is an energy exchange. And, and so you could say everything is a little bit Ricky, you know, like this conversation here, this is a Ricky exchange. Uh, some degree and but Reiki's just more concentrated on that and that um yeah that a whole amount that that's what we're focused on that's what we're here to do um and i think like one verse i really love in the bible is where jesus is like where two or three are gathered i am here and it's like mm-hmm. where when we connect really connect genuinely authentically with each other we're we're increasing that loving energy and that empathetic understanding and that's that's healing and it's powerful and it's um empowering yeah yeah i think i mean everything is an energetic exchange in one form or another and there certainly was plenty of energy healing in the bible (laughs) and i'll admit i didn't think of it in those terms (laughs) as a child but now as an adult i'm like that's exactly what they were doing yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) uh-huh yeah. Uh, so, okay. Do you do you know much about like the history of Reiki or like where it came from and how we got yeah, it here in the West? It's so it's a it's a Japanese healing modality, and mm-hmm. the founder of Reiki basically went off into the wilderness. He had been on like a spiritual journey of his own, and mm-hmm. I think was a pretty accomplished at doing what he was doing already, and he went off on like a spiritual journey by himself for several days and during that time he discovered reiki or was given reiki and he came back mm. and was like this this needs to be shared with other people mm. and so it it is a healing modality that is passed through a lineage um but is also like available to everyone um, right, it's right. definitely not like something that isn't available to other people, but it does mm-hmm. seem to be needs to be passed through a lineage. And what do you mean by that? Sorry. Like, like it would need to be given to you by a teacher. Um, yeah. cause there are different, the, like the attunements. Yourself? Yeah. Like the, um, there are different attunements for each level mm-hmm. and in those attunements, well, they give the you. It's sort of like a ceremony, <laughs> like an intention okay. of passing Reiki mm-hmm. from me to you. Okay. Um, and they, Reiki originally started more as a 
spiritual path than mm. a healing path. Mm. It has become more of that in the West, mm. which is fine mm. because it does do that. Um, but the way he taught was really interesting in that he wouldn't even allow anyone to go from like the first level of Reiki to the next one until he felt that they embodied like the mm. precepts of Reiki or the principles of it. Yeah. So he cared so much more about people's hearts and how they were mm. living than their mm -hmm. skill level. And mm -hmm. I just think that that's really incredible because it shows that it does matter like who you are mm -hmm. right. <laughs> and, and how you're living like makes a difference mm -hmm. with what you're sharing with Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was brought to the West by, by a lady named Mrs. Takata. And she was like, I really think that the West needs this, mm -hmm. but people won't value it unless they pay a lot of money for it. So she charged, and this is really controversial still mm -hmm. because people in Japan who had worked under him didn't pay anything. Mm -hmm. And so there is a little bit of controversy. Some people mm -hmm. think she shouldn't have charged, like she charged like 10 grand to get trained by Reiki mm -hmm. or for Reiki. And, mm -hmm. um, but she brought it here and now it's, now it's a modality we have. And I'm right. really grateful for that. And, um, yeah, so that's how it ended up in the West. It is a little bit different here because you can't just go on a weekend and learn it and walk away mm -hmm. and not know anything else. And I don't think that that's wrong. Cause I think mm -hmm. anytime you're you able to adapt to the culture and like, we're a lot faster pace. And like you said, mm -hmm. it, there's, and she did that. She it... did that. She was able to do that mm -hmm. for us so that people would be like, Oh yeah, I do want that. And they do want to learn how to do that. And and at its core, Reiki is a really good and beautiful thing. And the more people that are able to do it, I think, I think that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like understand that lineage and that attunement thing. Would you say it's helping people? Yeah. Work out their own trauma and tension and, and to be able to encompass more of that energy to then be able to pass that on to the people they're working on. Is that kind of, how would you describe that? Yeah. I mean, like you can, so you can, you channel Reiki with an intention. Like I don't have to do something super complicated. I can just intend for it to be there and it's there. Um, and that's basically what you do in attunement. Like you intend for that student mm -hmm. And there, I mean, there's like a, there's a small ceremonial part of it, and it, but it's mostly, it's mostly the intention. Intentions right. are so powerful, mm -hmm. so powerful. Mm -hmm. And like when you're doing an attunement, you're just setting a space for that person to be ready to receive the Reiki mm -hmm. and intending that they are able to do that. And then they mm -hmm. can, which is mm -hmm. kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, Would you say, I mean, they, they have to write, be open to, and like the more open and trusting they are, the more it's going to work for them and the more energy they're going to be allowing to their body. You say that's, I think yes and no. Um, Reiki is about, 
Yeah. I mean, like when you're, it's, when you're channeling it, like when you're offering it to mm-hmm. someone else, you're really just getting out of the way. <laughs> your jo- your right. job is to get out of the way uh-huh. um, and to allow it. When you're receiving mm-hmm. Reiki, your job is to receive and also get out mm-hmm. of the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yes, I think it's, it's, it's a lot about receiving mm-hmm. and Kind of that surrendering or unraveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And it, it teaches that on both ends. Like mm-hmm. as you're giving Reiki or as you're the client or the recipient of it, like you're you're learning how to receive. And that's mm-hmm. such an important lesson and one that we mm-hmm. don't really know how to do in our culture very well. I right. think. Yeah. I don't like, like to make like a lot of, I don't like making. To... Oh, no, you're totally right. I... Like, like hard for me to accept compliments and Mm. you know it's it's i think it's like i think it's a i think it's um uh, it's a miss it's a bad relationship with um self-love and humility and pride and once you can Mm. like kind of square those things and and have a better relationship then like oh i can accept compliments because um that's like the goodness inside of me, like I was saying, is God, is what he gave me. And so I don't have to take that with my ego and puff it up into some pride, but just take it as like, oh, thanks. I'm like, I'm embodying what God made me to be. And that's a beautiful thing. And so mm-hmm. I can take that compliment. So sorry, I'm getting a little off track, but same no, with like the Ricky. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, we have a really hard time. I think we're it's sort of like culturally ingrained in us to not receive or to feel guilty about receiving. And wh- why? <laughs> why do we need to not receive? Like receiving is part, receiving and giving are part of being alive. It's mm-hmm. like part of what makes us human. Like we just sort of naturally do that in a lot of things throughout the day that are totally normal. And like, why not about the things that make us who we are, that we're good at. Like mm-hmm. we all have different strengths and different mm-hmm. weaknesses. And I think that's a really beautiful and good thing. Um, one of the things I like to do with my students is that they're required to have sessions with me because I want them to be able to receive, to know that it's mm. not just about sending the energy which is also very Uh, important mm -hmm. but i want them to know what it's like just to receive it because i think that's such an important part of being an energy worker so that you know how to receive too Mm -hmm. yeah i love that i mean in a way like you said even for the practitioner it's about getting out of the way and um, you can't get out of the way if you're not willing to receive so it's like you're receiving from spirit to then give and help the person coming to, to, to get, to get, to receive that energy. And so if you can't step out of the way, then how's that going to pass through you to, to them? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And a lot of Reiki is about like listening to, mm. it's not about, like it's a very much like a non-doing thing, except you're also listening and moving with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think within flow. Yeah. And I think to be a good listener, you also need to be like, you need to be receptive. You need to be 
good at receiving and you need to know how to do that in order to listen well to the body, in order to listen well to someone's being. You also need to know how to receive. Mm. Yeah, I love that. How one one uh one way I understand, and you tell me if this sounds accurate, but Reiki to me seems a lot like prayer. <laughs> it's like we're we're sending we're sending our love, we're sending energy, mm-hmm. and, and I mean Christians are like, oh, but that's God, you know, you're 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 praying on someone's behalf, but it's like in Reiki, like you know, it's from God through you to that person, and prayer, it's like from you to God to that person. <laughs> <laughs> It it does feel like prayer to me. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way before, but I, <laughs> it does feel like that. Because I think when we're praying, like we're also, we're so connected to like our humanness and connected to the divine at the same time. And Reiki is exactly that. Yeah, that's lovely. So, um, I, I think it's so. Do you know? Do you know other um, any other energy modalities? Because I've I've done several different ones, and it's just I feel like it's so hard for our Western mind because we're like, oh, we we have science and we can measure this, and um, you know, I I can see the results, I can see the physicality, and I can be like, this is doing this, but with energy work, it's it's all about feeling. You can't, you can't, it's hard to, I don't know if you can measure that. It, if you can put that science to it and maybe we can someday, but we're not there yet. And so I'm like, what energy work does what, and what is best to have when, and it just is blowing like my intellectual side of me. And so I don't know if you could speak into that at all. <laughs> I, um, I don't know any other modalities myself mm-hmm. um, other than, there's this book called Hands of Light. I don't know if you've ever read that one, of which is um, – I'll send you the title. It's re- You'd probably yeah. enjoy it. But it talks about um, well, being able to, like, see energy bodies, like our energy mm-hmm. body, and, mm-hmm. um, like, developing, like, a high perceptive sense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will say that I have developed that over the years and do also use that at the same time. Um, I can't really tell them apart anymore because it's sort of like when I'm mm. doing a session. Is that like the same just, thing as like happens. seeing auras? Because I have a friend who does Reiki and he can see people's auras. Um, kind of. Yeah, you can. Okay. But it's it's also uh-huh. just being able to, um, like when I'm connected to someone energetically, just sort of being able to like see what's there, like be in communication uh, uh-huh. with their being energetically and notice, mm. okay, it's stuck here, and mm. this wants to communicate with you here. Mm. Like, here's a message for you from your body. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to communicate that to the client at the same time. Yeah. So Not all practitioners uh, practice that way. <laughs> right. Is that something you – because I know some people are like, oh, I feel it in my body, and I know it's, like, in their body, and so that's a sign. Or some – like, is it more, like, seeing with your eyes, or is it kind of, like – how would you describe that? <laughs> it's different for every practitioner. Um, mm. Some people do. They will feel what the other person is feeling in their body. That happens to me sometimes. Um, mm. I tend to see things. I tend, mm. Mine are more imaginal. 
and very visual. Like I will Mm -hmm. see an entire scene unraveling in somebody's throat and Mm -hmm. know that there's energy moving there or that something needs to happen. And often in conveying that imagery to the client, they're like, oh, I know what I need to do. Mm. Or, oh, that really resonates. I know how to work with that. The way my practice is developed is that I think Reiki tends to, it's a really supportive tool for the work that you're already doing. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't just go get Reiki and expect everything to just be okay. (laughs) Uh, The work is done. (laughs) Right. It's not. It's just start. It's just started, which is exciting. (laughs) Um, But what I want people to do, what I really care about is that the things that I see in a session or that I, um, it's just like I'm sensing, I feel like I'm just sensing mm-hmm. and seeing whatever is going on and, and am in communication. Because I will often ask questions of a person's body mm-hmm. and have them respond back to me with an answer that needs to be communicated to that person verbally. Um what I want people to do is to take whatever comes out of that, whatever feels really alive and run with it Mm. Um, to know that the work is not done, that they just have some more pieces that get to bring them closer to home, Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. to who they are. And like, that's, that's my deepest wish for people is for them to take whatever they've gotten from the energy work session, like whatever mm-hmm. got released or balanced or communicated mm-hmm. and to go have a better life because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, oh yeah. I was just going to say uh, once I was um, doing some, cause I, cause I was told you before that I learned mm-hmm. some uh, network spinal or our practitioner that did network spinal and then he kind of developed his own thing. So little offshoot but um anyway i was i was in the uh shop of my friends who do reiki and they also sell crystals and so man you go in there you can feel the energy right Mm -hmm. and um i was working with the the wife uh the uh the owner of the shop um sorry they both own it um and um i i was everything started to feel like wavy and like unstable and i was just like whoa i'm in this like and and i was like what 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 just happened and i asked them they're like oh you saw energy i was like oh that's what that was so that was a really cool i was like a one-time experience i've had that's amazing i bet i bet you could i'd say that's a skill i bet you could see that all the time if you wanted to yeah Uh, there's one other time where i was trying to like feel into energy and I, the carpet started kind of, so I, I think I have, I think I might, I might work with that some more, but uh, it, it's, it's fun stuff. And it's, it's really amazing when you're working with someone and you can see their, their body respond. At, Cause mm-hmm. and I think it just depends, but uh, sometimes, you know, the energy, it starts to um, connect with your body and then your body starts to move with mm-hmm. these energetic patterns and, and you can also see someone's like breath change or their posture change and like, Oh wow, I'm making a difference. I'm like helping someone. And it's just such a amazing feeling and experience. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is humbling to yes. yeah. um, my, one of my teachers 
uses the phrase, it's a privilege to participate in something greater than me. Oh, and yeah, I love that. So you that, don't take that with your ego and be like, oh, it's all me. <laughs> yes. That that phrase has just really stuck with me because I feel like, especially with something like Reiki, that's not coming. It's like it's some, some energy modalities, like they come from your own energy, but Reiki mm-hmm. doesn't. Like it's clearly this thing that's outside of me that's coming through me into someone else. I'm mm-hmm. really just, I'm a participant in this mm-hmm. thing. Like that a is conduit. Much greater than I am. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. does feel like a privilege to be able to do. It feels like a, like a gift to be mm-hmm. able to work with people in that way and be part of such, this energy work is a really intimate and vulnerable mm. thing right. to allow right. someone else into your energy in that way, that closely, um, mm-hmm. to let me see someone, like for people to let me, I'm so blown away that people let me do this, like mm-hmm. that you let me see you, who you mm-hmm. are without your layers and without your masks mm-hmm. is such a gift to be able to see people that way. Um, I'm so much more in awe of every single human being because of it. We're just, people are amazing. <laughs> yeah. People are and that, that's the so same way cool. Felt in counseling and coaching. Um, to, to really heal, you do have to, you know, be vulnerable and reveal the intimate parts, the uncomfortable parts and the, the painful parts. And, um, mm-hmm. but, but to do that, you have to develop that trust and that safety, um, that relationship yeah. between you. And when you can do that and, and whenever, yeah, you're giving the love back, um, and you're seeing that person, you're, um, holding space for them. It's, it's so healing. It's so, amazing out of this world <laughs> and and yeah. i'll say like in Ricky, like um when i got it um and i think it depends on the practice like everybody's got their own energetic signature so mm-hmm. and i like my my friend his his wife i want to try to get it from her because like his energy um when he does it is very powerful like i can feel heat and it's very strong. I'm, I'm I'm sensitive, so it might be different for some people, but but other people have told me that too. Where she's like, her energy is more gentle, but it starts to build inside of you. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's like you said, it's, it's like loving, it's warm, it's reassuring. But and some parts felt very amazing, felt very pleasurable, very healing. But some parts um, felt painful because, like my heart area. I had a lot of um, sadness. I had a lot of like tra- traumatic stuff. I had knots there, and so when he went through, like I, I started like crying, and it was painful. But it's, it's not like bad. It's good. It's like it's working through that, and um, to you know to work through our issues, we need to find that connection to God and that the energy and that that safety. And so I think Reiki is one way to help us do that and help our body feel that energy so okay i'm safe enough to go into where i don't feel safe and bring that safety and that love to that place yes i I completely agree um i think it can also give you like a especially if you haven't experienced that on your own or you're feeling really disconnected from that feeling of safety like it can give you a baseline for that like oh i know Mm -hmm. i can feel this way and when you remember Mm -hmm. 
when that possibility opens up to like, oh, I can feel this way, it's a little bit easier to access again or in another set of circumstances. Um, sometimes you have to be reminded that it's there in your body, and that it exists mm-hmm. in your body, and that you can mm-hmm. access that yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reiki does do that. Like it, it is usually very calming and relaxing Mm -hmm. but it is a really powerful modality too like it does release things it does move Mm -hmm. things around and and for me a couple days afterwards i felt super energetic like it was like still my body for like a couple days Mm -hmm. that's really normal like um usually for two or three days afterwards stuff is Mm -hmm. still Moving. Processing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what would you, what would you say like Reiki does? Like, I know it's energetic and it helps work with the emotions. Um, does it help with health or, or even you could say like spiritual abilities that like might manifest or come out? Like, what does Reiki do? <laughs> Well, that depends on you, right? Like it's not gonna, it's really, it's a different experience for everyone because we're all different people mm-hmm. and we all need different things. So it really depends on you um, and where you are and where you're going. Um, so it, it can be used for health. Like I, I, I personally think it's really regulating to the nervous system, which Mm -hmm. is just baseline a good thing, right? Like most things Mm -hmm. stem from us having a regulated nervous system. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can do that. Like it can, it can regulate a dysregulated nervous system, Um, but it's not always going to do that. Sometimes it may feel a little dysregulating depending Mm -hmm. on what you need. It's an intuitive energy. So, how I personally handle that is, and every practitioner is going to be different, but I like to have people set an intention for their session, like what they're mm. hoping to get out of it, what they're mm. working on. And we talk mm. about that together. Like I want them to verbalize what their intention is. And then I ask them to also be open to what's there for them. Because mm. a lot of the time, what we think is the thing is not the thing. <laughs> right. It's yeah. the thing behind the thing. Yeah, yeah. And we can't always see that. Mm-hmm. But energy work sort of sees right through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I ask people to be open to what's there for them. Mm-hmm. Like you may be here because your head hurts. But what if your head hurts because there's all of this other stuff going on in mm-hmm. your heart space? What if what if you're mm-hmm. grieving and you just haven't been witnessed in that grief yet and that's what you really Mm -hmm. need and that's why your head hurts um Mm. so i i like to do both because i think both matter i think our intention is really powerful and matters Mm -hmm. and also it really is good to be open to what else Mm -hmm. might be there for us to see and being an intuitive energy ricky really cuts through what's actually there yeah i love that That, that's so funny i'm taking coaching um, classes right now and doing practice sessions. And uh, we do the same thing. We say, what's your goal? And then uh, a lot of times we find out what your goal is changes and there's stuff behind that. And we'll be like, okay, halfway through, is this your goal? And they might say yes. So they might be like, 
oh, now that we've talked about this, it shifted and this is what's really behind it. Uh, so it's the, sa- the same principle. So it, that's, that's mm-hmm. just amazing. I love that. And, and part of why I do that is I want people to start learning to do it themselves. Like yes. I would like to. I would like mm-hmm. to be out of a job eventually. Like I don't want people <laughs> right. like it's good. It, energy work is so good for you, but I don't want it to be mm-hmm. like the thing. That's that your like lifeline. The thing they that have gets to go them to stuck. all the time. Right. right. Like I want them to learn to listen to themselves. And then mm-hmm. if they get stuck, you can come back and I can work yeah. with that. But I don't want it to mm-hmm. be like the lifeline. I want yes. it to amplify what you're doing already. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I've meditated for a long time, and um, most of the meditation I do now is somatic, like mm-hmm. energy work, and all my body just finding tension and just working that out. And um, yeah, I think it's it's really really powerful and really good. And um, I, again, it's the same thing with coaching. It's like I want to help people connect to spirit and help them find their own answers, not be their answer for them and then being reliant on me. So uh, it's the same, same goal, same thing. So yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. There are a lot of doorways. There are a lot of doorways <laughs> to the same thing. And I think we need mm-hmm. that because at different, at different points in our journeys, we need different things and different right. things resonate more than others. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to have a lot of different ways to do a thing. Yeah. Oh, I know one question I was going to ask. Um, now, Reiki, just like like energy work can be done distance-wise. And you have like mm-hmm. sessions with people online. How how does that work? <laughs> or I someone's like, how, what? <laughs> it just does. I don't. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> I mean, there are some things that may explain it, like entanglement. Like you right. can or influence like energy. Field. Yeah. And like. back before I feel like I really trusted Reiki itself I Mm. dove into like quantum physics because I was like I am gonna figure out why this works (laughs) my brain took over and this right I'm gonna figure out quantum physics (laughs) right like no big deal I didn't even take physics in high school I'm gonna do this um but I did so I read up on quantum physics and it is so interesting and it may or may not explain some things about energy work like we know we can influence energy across Mm -hmm. the way and Mm -hmm. through time and space like that's possible Mm -hmm. to do um reiki probably works that way i don't Mm -hmm. know i just know it does (laughs) um it just works yeah it just does it does work i think that's also like the power of an intention Mm -hmm. like it just works. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. It feels like it shouldn't. It feels really, it still feels <laughs> uh, kind of weird to even, yeah. like I almost primarily do distance at this point. I don't even do in-person mm-hmm. work right now because my kids are little and <laughs> they're my first priority. So right. distance I can mm-hmm. work in around without mm-hmm. having to like leave. Um, but it does work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every I've, person, I've done... every person who's come in thinking that it's totally weird has walked away <laughs> saying, "Oh wow, that actually was something." Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I've 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 done sessions. I've done it on other people, and people have done it on me uh, over video. And um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, totally, totally works. <laughs> so, how does um, Ricky 
and and your work, how does that influence like the rest of your life and your, your daily life? Well, for me at this point, it is very much just a way of living and a way of being. Um, like it is my meditation. It is like I'm flowing Reiki in and out of things constantly. Or I will use I use Reiki to connect back to myself if I feel like I'm out of my own body. Um, mm-hmm. I use it as a tool to ground and gain awareness. And I feel like over time, over years of having done that, it's expanded my awareness and my sensitivity and my intuition. And it's mm-hmm. sort of amplified my life and I've always been an intuitive person so it's not like I didn't have Mm -hmm. that before I did we all do but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really through using it that way through practicing it on myself and on other people using it kind of woven in my day Mm -hmm. that it's just sort of who I part of who I am now like it's kind Mm -hmm. of like this path that I'm I'm on Mm -hmm. um but it, it and it's also amplified all of these other things like my awareness and my intuition and my ability to mm-hmm. know something is coming before it comes, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that you know sometimes we think about like the groundedness or or being human is different than like the transcendent or like you know, the, the spiritual, but it, it's like the more human we become, the more grounded we become, the more spiritual, the more transcendent we become, the more that, um, yeah, practical, but also intuitive and it it all, it all is connected. It's all together interwoven. But we're, we're both. And I would actually argue that without the grounded part, you don't really get to experience the other part right as Mm -hmm. well i think Mm -hmm. that as far as you can go into the other things like you need to be firmly grounded to really experience Mm -hmm. the other things because i've certainly something i tend to see a lot is that a lot of people get really excited about like the upper half of their body. Like you get really excited about a third eye opening or you get really excited Mm -hmm. about connecting to the cosmos but where's that going to go if you're not mm-hmm. connected to the ground? Where's that going to mm-hmm. go if you're not connected to your body? Mm-hmm. Like, I really think we are both. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are of the earth and of the cosmos mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. That's, that's lovely. And I think um, as, as far as I've, what I've been told and what I've learned is um, the lower half of your body, the lower chakras, that's, is it kind of goes with like psychological stages of development. And when you're young, you're kind of really connected to those lower, but that's also where a lot of trauma can happen because you're in this very formative and vulnerable mm-hmm. state stages of life. And so that's a lot of where our issues are stored. And so when we start doing this body work or, you know, we, we, it's painful down there. So we want to stay up high with the upper half of our body, but like you said, you're not, it's going to be, yeah, ungrounded and kind of chaotic and it's not going to 
be able to be used well until we deal with that lower half and deal with those issues that we have when we were younger. And that's the same thing with like therapy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not going to feel, it may not feel safe. Mm -hmm. It may not actually be embodied and it might be harder to, it will be harder to really live out the things that you're trying to do Mm. if you're Mm -hmm. not grounded in your body first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. Do you have uh, anything else in, in mind? Do you think that you wanted to share? I'll put you on the spot here. <laughs> um, oh, boy. I don't know. I think I covered Reiki pretty thoroughly from my perspective. Um, no, I, I can't think of anything else that I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, and like I said at the beginning, I think that you do a good job of um, kind of that that deeper connecting to the energy in life, no matter what connecting that there's always this um, transmutation alchemy that can take place in your life, no matter what's happening. That's, you know, painful or hard. You might say evil or bad or whatever. Um, there's always an opportunity to see um, good and, and see that perspective and live out that perspective and also see that the hard times are what helps us grow the most and what, has a power has a power to really transform us. I think one of the most important lessons I've ever learned is learning to be comfortable with discomfort. Mm-hmm. And that that alchemy, that transformation can't really truly happen until we're first comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Um like you have to really feel a thing and if you're working through painful things or traumas or something that's like stuck and not moving and those things don't feel good, they are painful and uncomfortable. And I have spent a lot of time learning how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and not trying to change a thing before it's ready to change. Um mm. That's sort of point. sitting with it mm-hmm. in that discomfort and in that pain and allowing it to process. Mm. And then when you can, like when you get to a point where that uncomfortable thing isn't as terrifying or as <laughs> unsafe or mm. where it just feels I don't know a little bit safer a little bit more comfortable even though the like the essence of it has not changed it's still a hard and awful thing like that's when you really get to start moving it mm. and mm-hmm. try alchemizing it into something else so a lot of what you see comes, and my words online comes from a lot of discomfort, <laughs> like having having a chronic illness that makes me exhausted a lot of the time is hard. Mm. I would rather not be tired. I would rather not. Mm. I would rather have a lot of energy. I probably will someday, like my body is healing. Mm. But the reality is that some days I'm more tired than I would like to be. And that Sometimes that means I show up in a way I don't want to (laughs) because I'm human. 
and mm-hmm. I still have a fairly high needs child and I am learning how to be the parent that he needs instead of the parent I thought I'd be. Mm-hmm. And that's uncomfortable yeah. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. My husband has a chronic illness that affects our day-to-day life. That's hard. Um, and it also just is. Like these things, these things that are hard also get to be the greatest things in my life. They get to be the biggest catalysts for change they get to be the things that show point me to wonder and to joy and to delight but I get Mm -hmm. to decide that like we forget how much power we have over ourselves like Mm -hmm. maybe I can't change some of these circumstances maybe I can but me, I get to I get to decide how I show up. I get to decide what I believe to be true. And what I believe to be true absolutely changes the world around me because it changes how I interact with it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. It's so it's really, really touching. I can really feel that genuineness and that wisdom. Um I think something that I have had to really learn in my journey is either a disassociating or B let's do the work and okay. I found out problems. Let's fix it. And then I wouldn't have patience for myself and then I'd burn out and then I would scare my parts that weren't healed. And they're like, you're going too fast. And I'm like, heal. (laughs) I'm like, I see you now. Okay. Now we're done. I'm just like, no, it it takes time. Have patience. It's not going to be overnight. Um, and so really sitting with that and that becoming okay with discomfort. I'm still, I still have really far to go, but, but I'm on that journey. And at the same time, like you said, like, I wish, you know, I had more energy sometimes. And I'm like, sometimes I go through periods where, um, yeah, when you're, when you're doing that inner work, it can be very taxing because it is working with energy and, um, you have to slow down and you don't have as much energy to expend on everything else. And you have to be okay with that. That's part of the journey and doing that work in the long run. If you have the patience will give you more energy than when, when you had in the first place. And so mm-hmm. you can recognize as part of the, the process of healing. Yes, absolutely. And like choosing to do what you can with what you've got. Mm. Like that. It's never going to be perfect. Right, and that principle doesn't change whether you have a little bit or mm-hmm. a lot. And if you can choose to use what you have when you have a little bit, like that's amplified and expanded the mm-hmm. more you get. And mm-hmm. and the, the having the little bit, like that's a training ground. That's where yeah. you really get to learn how to use that. And that yeah. matters. Training matters. That's an important mm-hmm. piece of the journey. And we are not... Yeah. As much as I would like to say I have it all figured out, I don't. I had I had a panic attack yesterday. I hit a trigger that I knew I had, and I got put mm-hmm. in a situ. And I have a lot of tools at my disposal. Mm-hmm. I do. I've been working on this for years. I handle things better now than I did then. Mm-hmm. But I got put in a situation 
or if life gave me a situation of circumstances <laughs> that was kind of new, right? It was like mm -hmm. this old thing that I knew I had a hard time with in a new way. And my body panicked. Mm -hmm. And it took me a minute to be like, oh, okay, here is a capacity building moment. Mm -hmm. I do have yeah. the tools to handle this. Yeah. I know what mm -hmm. to do. But my body still responded. I still responded in, in, with panic because it was new. So we're always going to be like, that's going to keep happening, right? If you're right. growing, mm -hmm. that kind of should mm -hmm. be happening. And if, if it doesn't happen, time. then you're, then you're stuck and, it's, and you're probably regressing. So. Wait, so don't beat yourself up if you're still mm -hmm. growing. That's a good mm -hmm. thing. Like you're going to hit right. those as you grow, you're going to hit your edges. You're going to hit mm -hmm. your boundaries. And mm -hmm. when you have tools and practices and you're grounded, you can push them out a little bit further. But that's mm -hmm. messy. That's going to be messy. Yeah. Like me having a panic attack. I wish that hadn't happened. I wish I could mm -hmm. be like, I am panic attack free. Like that never <laughs> happens to me. Clearly, mm -hmm. I've got this all mm -hmm. under control. But but I'm I'm a person. So that happened to my body because that's a normal response to a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I could see because of the training ground that I've been in, that mm -hmm. it was a space where I was hitting my edges and I could push them out mm -hmm. a little bit further and be like, no, I actually, I am safe here too. And I do mm -hmm. have the ability to handle this. Mm -hmm. So those messy moments, those are us integrating things. Those are us getting mm -hmm. better at what we're doing. Those are us being more of who we are in a new yeah. way. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think in the, the past, I mean, and it still happens sometimes I'll, I'll be doing good and then tough stuff will come up and then, then I won't be doing as good. And, and I'll be like, what am I doing? Like, how can I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst or like, I don't have it together. You know, I'm, I'm exposed as a fraud and, and and the and the more I grow, I'm like, okay, I see this. This is a pattern, and it becomes a little less and less each time. And it's mm -hmm. like it's okay, and we're we're not perfect. And like you said, we're hitting our edges, and that's a good thing. And and now I'm starting to reframe stuff where whenever I'm triggered, whenever, yeah, it, whenever something uh, extreme is is extreme emotion, whenever I encounter that, I'm like, oh, I'm glad. Because this exposed something that was unconscious that I didn't know about that was affecting me. And now I see it. So now I can deal with it and work through it. So this is this is a good thing. And so and then just having that grateful and that even a little excited. And of course I don't always feel like that, but 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 I'm getting there. And so that that attitude changes it completely, it makes it easier to work through. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Well, this has uh, been really great, really amazing. I really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I just feel that healing, that that joy and that um, embodiment and the groundedness in you and uh, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's really been fun to talk yeah. to you.